of skin problem. Another player in the market is Omega Labs. Now, in 2012, the company, um, on the advice of the Medicine Control Council, I understand, uh, tried to register their products with the MCC. Um, However, they were met with a few challenges, and then the MCC, uh, they took MCC to court over its decision to classify some of their products as medicines instead of medical devices. It's quite an important uh, difference. Now, last week, the High Court in Gauteng dismissed Omega Lab's application with costs. Dr. Joey Hose is the Medicine Control Council Registrar for Medicine and speaks to us. Now, Dr. Hose, good afternoon to you and thank you for your time. Firstly, this decision, I imagine, is fairly important to, to the MCC. Um, that that is that is correct. It is an important um, case law um, decision, and MCC is delighted with the outcome of this specific um, ruling. Let's take a little step back now. I mean, I've trying to been trying to unpack it. Uh, you control, you know, medicines and related substances, uh, you know, according to the Act. Now, the, the the split between what is classified as a medicine and what is classified as a medical device. Tell us the difference. It's uh, whenever you ask a question on any specific um, activity or um, any specific type of product, normally you go to the definition. So we have specific pieces of legislation that then deals with the definition of a medicine and and it deals with the definition of a medical device. And so in some instances, it also deals with the definition of a cosmetic. Now, when we look at the definition of a medicine, um, it's very clear a medicine is always, Um, a substance or a mixture of substances that intend to treat a specific condition or it intend to diagnose a specific condition. And when you then look at the definition of a medical device, now all these definitions um, are actually included in the different pieces of legislation. Now when you look at a medical device, The definition of a medical device is saying that it is an instrument or an apparatus or a machine or an appliance or an implant that actually use, that you need to use to um, diagnose a specific disease in man or it intends um, to support certain functions in man or to control con, um, conception or, um, or disinfect um, um, something. So, so w- we need to go back to the definition to actually then weigh the two definitions against a product that we have in our hand, and then based on those two definitions, we then can classify the product either to be a medicine or medical device. So that's where you start. Yeah, sure. Secondly, you look at what is the intended purpose for this specific product that you have in your hand. Does this product then fit the definition of a medicine or does the product actually fit the definition of a medical device? So when NCC looked at this specific matter, um, which is a number of creams that um, Omega Lab intends to sell, and those creams intend to treat specific conditions like psoriasis. So MTC then said, well, it's not an instrument. It's also not a machine. 
but it is a cream, and the intention of this specific product is to treat a condition in man, which is psoriasis. So for us as MTC, we classify then the product as a medicine. So that's purely according to uh, the claims which are made about uh, what the, the, the medicine or the substance uh, is claimed to be able to do. It, it's not 100% correct. It is the claim which um, we say the, what it purports to do, mm. but also in accordance with the active ingredient that is in the product. Now, for example, say we look at an antibiotic, which is penicillin, and I don't make any claims for that specific product. I just put it on the market and I say, this is um, um, a cosmetic or this is a food. Then the, 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 the point is the, the product contains a penicillin, which is an antibiotic. The only reason why you can use the product is for medicinal purposes. So, of course, then it becomes a medicine. You, you cannot claim that this product of mine that contains um, an antibiotic could be a medical device or whatever. We're, we're yeah. specifically talking about this Dermalex uh, repair creams, uh, which uh, I, I understand uh, they first said perhaps this is a skin barrier. It had a few side effects. They also admitted that it wasn't quite just a barrier. So, therefore, there was some sort of biological or chemical interaction with the skin. I understand that is fairly important. But in terms of the differences between the way a, a, a product maker or distributor is able to operate, depending on whether their product is classified as a medicine or a medical device, I mean, how much easier is it for them if they are classified as a medical device? And, and that's a very interesting question because up to um, Thursday last week. The 7th, indeed. The, yeah. The Medicines Control Council did not, um, or the, the, the Medicines Act, did not have any medical, um, any um, regulations, general regulations that could support the activities of a medical device. So, so when we look at legislation, we see that there's the prim- primary piece of legislation, which, which, we, which we refer to as the primary act, and then we have supportive legislation that then um, explains. So the, the primary act could say you have to register your medicine, whatever, or you have to register your medical device. Then the supportive legislation will talk about how to do that. And the supportive legislation will say complete the form. Um, in the form, at least the following information must be included. So, so that's the supportive legislation. Now, when we look at medical devices, um, the, the, the Medicines Act was amended in 2003, and then the, the Principal Act then made provisions for the inclusion of the regulatory oversight of medical devices in the Medicines Act. So suddenly we saw since 2003 that the word medical device appear in the Medicines Act, making it mandatory for the Department of Health to actually start with the control of medical devices in our country. But the department did not have supportive legislation. So we didn't have regulations that support um, Mm. the requirements for um, the regulatory oversight of medical devices. And the department then started with a a process where they uh, prepared legislation, where they had stakeholder consultation, 
And eventually, um, the, the, the Minister of Health was able to actually um, finalize the regulation um, following all stakeholder comment and publish, um, publish it for implementation. So, um, and that was then done last week, and we, we are now sitting with a piece of legislation that supports um, regulatory oversight of medical devices. And presumably, but, presumably mm-hmm. now you're going to have a lot of work to do because a whole bunch of people are now going to come to you and say we want to fall into that uh, category. That's correct. But as a regulatory authority, we also negotiate type of time frames or prepare a roadmap to, to do that because you, you can also understand and our listeners will also understand that overnight you cannot submit a whole system and ensure a whole regulatory system is up and running to now start tackling medical devices. Um, so what we've done is we've classified medical devices in high-risk medical devices and type of low-risk medical devices. And we've also looked at where, where would we need to start with this regulatory oversight. And maybe the most important area to start is to know who is selling medical devices in our country. And for that reason, the NCC had opted to start with the regulatory oversight of um, medical device establishment, where we're asking the um, industry to submit now their applications to MCC to license the companies as a medical device manufacturer or importer and an exporter. So at least um, in the past, we didn't know about, we we were unaware of which um, companies are selling these products in our country. But with the new um, proposals, um, when they submit their application, we can at least form a database and we can start looking at the quality systems at these specific companies. What system do they support? What, what system do they have in place to support actually um, the call from, from the public for a specific product? If that product is, def- if there's a defect with that specific product, how do they support then the public? How do they inform then the rest of the public that um, patient A or this specific um, there was a, um, a quality problem with this specific product, and we actually now need to recall that product from the market. Just as we see all these recalls on cars and tires and all these type of activities, we also need to recall then uh, maybe a medical device, an x-ray machine or a pacemaker or a heart valve or even in this instance then um, a cream. Oh, no, not, not a cream in this instance. Um, um, whatever medical device would be under um, the, the scrutiny of the council. Because the council is still saying um, this cream of Omega Lab is actually falling within the category of a medicine. Thank you very much to Dr. Joey Khos. We're going to have to leave it there. She's uh, the Register of Medicines at the Medicines Control Council Registrar, specifically speaking to that Omega Labs product, uh, the Demolox Repair Cream. Um, Omega Labs had pointed to the United States and Australia where it was classified as medical devices. It remains to be seen how it classifies uh, in the new 
regulations on medical devices. We did reach out to Omega Labs and ask them to come and uh, present to us, but uh, they say now uh, that a legal decision has been made and specifically that the new regulations on medical devices uh, have been published on the 7th of last month that uh, saw no reason to speak to us here on Midday Life. The Absa Premiership continues this week. Rico Fela. On Tuesday, Cape Town City takes on Platinum Stars at Athlone Stadium and Marisbeck United hosts Orlando Park.